This episode of Real Garbage is brought to you by Spoiler Alert! Do not watch this movie unless you've... Crap. Uh, Do not listen to this podcast (laughs) unless you've seen the movie Joker. Don't do it! Do not listen to this podcast unless you've seen Joker. (laughs) (laughs) This is Real Garbage. Wow. Jesus Christ. So good. Like this is hilarious. I love how I was gonna go see this and mm-hmm. then you t- you messaged me at like five o'clock and you're like, I just saw Joker. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Wow. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I totally it's something that um Brandon had talked about. He said in passing like earlier in the week, he's like, Do you work on Monday? And I'm like, No, I don't. And he's like, hey, great, we're going to go see the Joker. And I'm like, hey, cool. <coughs> and then um, <laughs> it was Thanksgiving weekend, so our normal podcast time, we had to do it uh, today. And um, I realized, like, this morning after breakfast, Bren was like, I'm so excited to see the Joker today. And I was like, "Huh? what? <laughs> and he's like, we're seeing it. And I was like, no, I have to podcast. No. And then he, I was well, like, "Well, we were talking about doing it at this mm-hmm. time anyway. It didn't matter. Yeah, because I was th- going to go see it at seven. Yeah. And then I was like, "What time are we seeing it?" And I was like, "Oh my god, Jeff's seeing it. Oh my god, <laughs> what if, what if we're there at the exact same time?" And Brian was like, "No, we're seeing the four o'clock showing." And I was like, <laughs> "So thank Jeff- you for not spoiling anything." Oh yeah, no problem. I knew you wouldn't. No, I'm not that type Fuck. of guy. Okay, so I all week like, I've just been on a Joe Rogan fucking binge mm-hmm. and he everybody every guest he has he somehow starts talking about the joker and he's just like man it's dark it's super dark mm-hmm. it's darker than you think it's gonna be yeah and he just knocks it out of the park and i was trying not to have my expectations too high yeah it didn't matter it was because so good they were met like i the and whole exceeded. time i'm watching the movie i'm like i'm like don't expect too much and i got halfway through and i was like fuck this is you're like kind of waiting for it to like plateau and just like boom. Yeah, at one point I got halfway through. I, I just I pulled my phone. I'm like, I just want to know how, how far we are into this because I'm like, I I thought I I don't have to work tomorrow, so mm-hmm. it's kind of nice. I'm like, okay, I found that out after the movie because I'm like, <laughs> what time is it now? I haven't got a lot of sleep the last couple nights because I've just been fucking sick with this cold. And then I look, I'm like, oh, we're halfway. And I look over Blake. And I go, we're halfway through. And then the last half, good god, it got oh. even better. And Fuck. Oh, I, so we, we, of course, couldn't make any notes. No. How should we break this down? Okay, so... <laughs> we'll just rave about it for half an hour. Ooh, honestly, yeah. Well, you know, we're introduced to Arthur. Arthur Fleck. Arthur Fleck. And he's, like, looking in the mirror in his clown makeup. And apparently, okay, so I already know all the trivia. Fun fact. Like, really? I, I already know it all. Well, I know he lost 50 pounds for this yeah, role. Because he had fuck. he had just done that movie, uh, I, I, You Were Never Really Here. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Somebody yeah. was talking about it the other day. I need yeah. to watch it. It hurts awesome. Um, I think so, he was pretty thin for that, too. Yeah. So the very first scene when he's looking in the mirror and, like, making himself smile... Um, that single tear that he shed was improvised. Really? Yeah. They were, um, <coughs> the director, Todd Phillips was like playing the score of the movie and like trying to set the mood and Joaquin was like getting into character. And then when he was doing that, he just shed the single tear and Todd was like, that's it. Like that, that's Damn. the shot. Um, and 
like reading the trivia about this movie, they were like still modifying and editing and, you know, drafting and drafting the script right up until the last day of filming. Hmm. Like, I wouldn't say a lot of it was improvised because it wasn't like... I feel like some of it was, though. Oh, yeah. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't say a lot of it or most of it was improvised per se, but in interviews and, like, reading the trivia with Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix and Todd Phillips, they both said that during the course of filming, like, they would have the script and then they would like take the scene and act it out and then Joaquin Phoenix would like leave set sometimes without saying anything and be like I'm not feeling this and Mm. just go for a walk and like think of like other things and something to do and then he'd come back and he'd be like okay let's go like let's do this so they were constantly revising the script and the story all the way up until the last day of shooting crazy i know i'd be interested to know what he was using as sources of inspiration for those emotional Mm -hmm. because you just the looks in his eyes for so much of it i was like god damn what are you fucking thinking of right now so he didn't watch or study or use any previous re any previous iterations of the Joker? Oh, you can't. No. You can't, because then you're just going to play it's, it like... Yeah, you're going to play it like Heath Ledger, yeah. or you're going to play it like Jack Nicholson. You can't. Fun fact. Um, well, two fun facts that coincide. Um, Joaquin Phoenix and Heath Ledger <coughs> were really good friends. Really? Yeah. Huh. And um, the this movie was released in Australia, coincidentally, on Heath Ledger's birthday. Really? Mm-hmm. I wonder if he was thinking of Heath. In some of these scenes, it probably definitely was there. You know that scene. I'm, f- I'm not spoiling the ending, but I'm fast forwarding to the ending. We quickly. can though. That's we told true. everybody That's spoiler true. alert. We and I'm going to write it in there. So fuck you if you're listening <laughs> to this now and, and you, you get haven't mad seen at us, the movie. You're an idiot. It's your own fault. You're fucking. You're an idiot. So at the at the very end of the movie, when Joaquin Phoenix is in the back of that cop car and he's staring out at oh. Gotham, that's an homage. Oh, to, absolutely. Yeah. That's what I was thinking was. Oh, yeah. this is this is right on par with what Heath Ledger was doing yeah. in The Dark Knight. So how Joaquin Phoenix approached this was he did so much research into like isolation and mental illness, and he didn't want to play this. Um, specifically as one or two mental illnesses. Like he didn't, the way he thought about it apparently was, I don't want a psychiatrist or a psychologist to come watch this movie and be able to be like, he is a sociopathic narcissist. Mm -hmm. So he, he went about it to play it so ambiguously, but so fine-tuned that a psychiatrist wouldn't be able to just diagnose him black and white. I totally see that because we were actually talking about it in, in the car ride home, Blake and I. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, like, I went, okay, I thought the Joker was supposed to be some sort of like mastermind genius mm-hmm. character. And then, of course, after this, um, Blake pointed out that he, he sits in Arkham Asylum for like a decade. Yeah. So I'm guessing he probably develops all of that all those mm-hmm. smarts then? Like, is that when he kind of learns what, and becomes that diabolical what, character that we've we've grown to know and love? What I got from this, I mean, like, the timeline, Arthur in this movie is, let's say he's 30, um, just for, like, appearance's sake. Um, and he's, this takes place from my reading and trivia uh <laughs> early 80s uh most people are saying 1981 because that's when a lot of the marquee films like were released so 
if this is 1981 and Arthur is 30, then he was born in 49 or 50. Let's just round it out and say 1950. Hmm. In 1981, uh, he meets Bruce, young Bruce Wayne, and he's probably like, what, 10? Mm, I'd say like eight. Yeah. Well, yeah, eight, yeah, eight between eight and 10. Yeah. So the Joker's, the Joker's 20 years older than Bruce mm-hmm. when he's starting. And then when Bruce becomes Batman, he is... 25 30 yeah so that timeline was a little weird yeah and I I was I was I, there was that point where we find out well he finds out that he's Bruce's brother and you're like no fucking Maybe. way yeah that's weird and then Blake's like whispering what the age is different I'm like yeah. I'm, I'm thinking but yeah but in the first original Batman mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson's character asked you know you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight and yeah. the kid is a kid and he's so the age makes sense the age mm-hmm. difference makes sense How I was like no fucking way are they brothers though but it no. would explain so much. What I got from it was that <coughs> this, yeah. like Arthur, wasn't necessarily the Joker that goes head to head with Batman all the time. Mm-hmm. He just became the symbol of, you know, the revolution of Gotham and crime escalating. And like he was the poster boy for the Joker that Batman faces to come. Mm -hmm. Um, But this, like, Todd Phillips made it very clear in interviews. Like, this is just a movie. It's a standalone film. He's not, like, Joaquin Phoenix isn't going to be a Joker or a character or any... Have any affiliation with the new Batman movie coming out? Like, oh, they're making another one. Yeah, Robin Pattinson was cast as Batman, and Zoe Kravitz today was cast as Catwoman. Robert Pattinson as Batman. Yeah. Hmm. We'll see how it goes. I don't know how I feel about that. We'll see. How awesome was it that Todd Phillips directed this? I know. The Hangover director, right? (laughs) I loved how you put a lot of comedians in it. Yeah. Um, There was Mark Maron was in there. uh, A couple other ones. Uh, Brian Callen. You could hear him. He was one of the clowns mm. looking in the mirror. He was painting his face. Yes. Blake goes, that's fucking Brian Callen. I recognize that voice. I'm like, I hear him again. I go, oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. Callen, which is kind of funny because he's been in the Hangover one and yeah, two. And yeah, I'm pretty sure that, the third one, yeah, too. Yeah, he was that wedding chapel guy. <laughs> um, we also do anonymous, too. It's very <laughs> sad, but uh, I, I, I give you great press. <laughs> um, <coughs> but, yeah, so the film opens and we see Arthur at his clown desk. And right off the bat, I knew that this was going to be one of those movies that was hard for me to watch, not because of, like, you know, the violence, but I hate, I hate watching movies that, you know, the, like, fat kid, like, Piggy in Lord of the Flies is, like, picked on and, like, Mm -hmm. killed and, like... I like it makes me so sad. Well, it brings back flashbacks of being a kid to me because I was bullied. Same. <coughs> like it hurts my heart so much. Like right in the opening scene, or not the opening scene, but the first when he's like twirling the sign on the street from the trailer, I turned to Brandon. I was like, This, gonna mo- this movie's gonna make me cry. <laughs> I didn't end up crying. For me, it <sighs> just made me. It made me think, oh, he's gonna get his fucking payback at some point. That's I was like, I was rooting for him. Yeah, I was. I was totally rooting for him in this movie. And I <laughs> does that make me bad? No, because when like we <laughs> talked about this when we reviewed Endgame, like and Infinity War, like you kind of sided with Thanos. Like he wasn't. Yeah. 
he wasn't still do specifically <laughs> genocidal for no reason or for like being racist or sexist or whatever. He was just like, there are too many people. I don't care if you're rich, poor man or a woman, or if you're an alien, like half of you gotta go. Did you have to go to the store at all in the last two days during Thanksgiving weekend? Oh, uh, yeah. Bye. <sighs> I got stuck behind this lady today. Uh, she's two people in front of me at the express lane and she goes to tap her 10. card. She goes to tap her card and it goes, Hmm, it ain't working. And uh, she goes, oh, we'll try it again. She goes, hey, just, just use your, your PIN number. She goes, oh, I can't remember my PIN. And I'm sitting there thinking, are you fucking serious? Whoa. Are you that dense? You can't remember your PIN number for your fucking credit card? That, li- like, that, that seems a kind of an important number to remember. That can't happen and, because yes. you can't tap every single transaction. It exactly. makes you put your card in so to make I, sure it's not fraudulent. So I start thinking, is this a stolen card? This is what this person behind the counter should be going, may I see your ID? Can I see the card? May I I please see your ID? Because this might be fraudulent. Yeah. But then she pulled out another card and paid for it. I was like, okay, good. Mm. Get the fuck moving. Yeah. Oh, but I just wanted, as soon as I pulled into the Thrifty's parking lot, I instantly wanted to murder people. You were like, we need a new plague. snap my fingers and go, bah, get out of here. Poof. Because people just. I know. I don't even want to get into it. I know. (laughs) But yeah, the. Like, oh my God, excuse me. The character development in this movie and the slow burn of seeing Arthur start out as just a person trying to be normal and, or not normal, but trying to be like social, trying to be happy, trying to integrate himself into society and constantly getting shunned and beaten down and like disrespected and seeing his slow decline into accepting that that's not going to happen and accepting people are like fucking awful. Mm -hmm. And then like the, um, the pattern of events that happens where he no longer can take his meds because social services sector gets shut down and he just like spirals and it's something that you watch and you're like, this is exact. Like, I can see Arthur in like this person that I know, or like a yeah. potential. Like, I can see truly this happening, and it just sheds some light on the seriousness of like well, mental, mental illness mm-hmm. and untreated mental illness, and just the ruthlessness of people. And yeah, it it really gets you thinking and like, you know, putting a mirror up to yourself. Like the whole time I was like, holy shit. Like well, he points out there uh, this one line where he's talking about how um, uh, what's old man Wayne's first name. Oh, Thomas. Thomas Wayne doesn't has never thought to put himself in the position of someone else. Yeah. Those, those people, he'll, he's, he's never thought of himself as mm-hmm. someone else. He's only him. He's only Thomas Wayne. Yeah. And it's a lot of us don't do that. Like, how many times have you really sat down and gone, like, looked at someone and went, man, like, what is it like to be in that person's shoes? Yeah. We don't do it very often. No. If, if, if ever. So this was a really cool social commentary on society. Like, I th- I'm very thankful that... You know, we live in beautiful British Columbia, Canada, mm-hmm. and we, you know, I feel like we're in here in Brentwood Bay and you're in Sydney that we live in communities where people are just super fucking sweet and super nice. Yeah. They help each other out. Nobody's stepping over each other. They see someone that needs a hand. They give them a hand. Yeah. I'm noticing that in Sydney. I'm now working in Sydney there and everybody in that bar I work in is so friendly. Mm-hmm. Customers and workers. I know, right? I'm like, it's, it's crazy. I actually work with a person I went to high school with. Really? Which is so wild. Whoa. Yeah, she goes, uh, she goes I'm going to go, you're Megan, right? She goes, yeah. I said, she goes, where are you from? 
I go, you mean where did I work before this? She goes, no, where are you from? She goes, are you from Manitoba? I go, yeah. She goes, are Whoa. you from Brandon? I go, yeah. She goes, uh, I'm Megan Ruth. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, you were like two grades below me. You were like in my, in my best friend's grade. I'm like, what the Whoa. fuck? She's be friends with my sister. That's <laughs> wild. Small world. Yeah, truly. Small, small country. But um, yeah, like it was, this was, it was so neat to see the, simil- the, the similarities between Gotham mm-hmm. and parts of the world. Yeah. Um, how about the, the weight loss? Say 50, oh my 50 pounds. God, 50 I know. pounds of weight loss. And I was just reading here right now that he was saying, like, when you get down, when you get down that low, yeah, you, your whole mental state changes. Yeah. It's true, though. Like, I've, I've never, I'm, I'm a skinny guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not very big. Like, and I've just lost, I've, I'm 14 days into sober October now, and I've lost, oh God, another seven pounds or so. Oh, wow. I'm down to 164, 165 pounds. Damn. But I feel good. That's good. I'm just going to keep it going. This is my natural weight. I've accepted mm-hmm. it. My shirts are going to fit a little looser, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm just not going to. I'm not going to fill out the wardrobe I have right now. I have to go buy new clothes. <gasps> nah, I'll just start eating more in November. <laughs> I'm eating like an animal, though. Yeah, that stew was good. Yeah, it was beef. That was a hamburger. Soup. Hamburger soup. Mm. Slow cooker. But yeah, this. I seriously cannot think of one thing about this movie that I did not like. <coughs> Everything <laughs> felt intentional everything had a purpose there wasn't any like gratuitous unnecessary transition shots or um casting was perfect oh every role God, was played perfectly yeah. every character that was in there was a necessary character mm-hmm. there was no yeah like n- nothing unnecessary yeah and they didn't like usually the route of the joker especially in um, like s- the Suicide Squad with Jared Leto, <coughs> oh, who I did, I did not like. Who, that. by the way, he was really upset that he wasn't considered for this role and didn't get called on. He was it, like personally offended, mm, I, uh, allegedly. I turned Suicide Squad off forty five minutes in. Fair. I couldn't I, watch it. I pushed through it just to see because I heard like still, you know, it was polarizing. A lot of people were like, fuck that. But a lot of people I knew were also like, it was really good. His Joker was too comic booky. Oh yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wouldn't be dark enough. No. Like he's a great actor. Jared Lowe's a great actor, but I don't, I don't think Mm -hmm. after seeing Joaquin Phoenix in this, Oh. No, nobody could have played it, it better. It gave the Joker <laughs> some humanity. I'm get some Dayquil. Keep talking. Okay, yeah, this movie gives the Joker some humanity. Like every other iteration that I can think of, even Heath Ledger's. Like Heath Ledger's was more maniacal and thoughtful in his decisions, but he was still, you know, the clown prince of crime, like sociopathic chaos. He wanted chaos everywhere. Well, he had, he had had that 10 years in Arkham. That was him down the road. Mm -hmm. Batman was older. He was older. He had developed those maniacal, Mm -hmm. diabolical skills. Yeah. Whereas in this one, Arthur, he just genuinely wants to bring joy and happiness to people. Like he wants to be mm-hmm. a stand-up comedian. He wants to do what his mom had told him when he was a kid and make people happy. And he just suddenly became this symbol without meaning to for defending himself on the subway. And it just, it spiraled and it snowballed. Like he he was never cold-blooded, like, I'm going to ruthlessly murder everyone. Like it, all of his acts of violence 
I'm not going to say they were justified, well, but self-defense, self the one on the, oh, on the train yeah. for sure. Like fuck. how, how many times are you going to get kicked while you're down before yeah. you're like, fuck you, mm -hmm. you piece of shit. Mm -hmm. Those guys could have left them alone. Yeah. Like every, <laughs> every choice he made made sense for how the, how his character was spiraling and everything that had happened to him. Like he, um, you know, the critics only gave this movie like 65%. I know. It's so absurd. I looked on Rotten Tomatoes and I'm like, really? Every every review I read on IMDb and stuff was like 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10, 9 yeah. out of 10, 10 out of 10. And IMDb, it's 8.9 out of 10. And I'm like, I, I would, in this scenario, yeah. Rotten, I would- Rotten Tomatoes, 68%. I would like, love to find out why. Like, <laughs> I, I want to meet the people that are critics yeah. at Rotten Tomatoes and go, who, who the who, fuck do you think you yeah. are? Are you- Are Can you, I say the R words? No. Are you, Are you ridiculous? Like, honestly, that was one of the best yeah. films I've seen in a long time. It was so... It was good. It was great. Yeah. It was great. I never... Like, I was fully in the story. I was fully immersed in Arthur's character. And there was so much ambiguity. Like, is Arthur Thomas Wayne's half-son? We, mm. we don't know. Like, I was reading this theory that, you know, on one hand... It's very possible that um, uh, his mom, Penny, was just like mentally ill and adopted him and then abuse, like let her boyfriend or whatever abuse him. And then that was formulaic <coughs> to how Arthur grew up. Um, or a bombshell to discover. Holy. Right. Or like Thomas Wayne is like the richest dude in Gotham. So absolutely he could commit Penny and forge adoption things and pay people off. Mm. Like, and then that photo that the Joker finds towards the end of the film where it's his young mom. And on the back of it, it yeah. says like, always loved your smile TW, you know, a theory was like that could genuinely be Thomas Wayne or could have been Penny in her delusions mm -hmm. and her, she wrote it himself herself. <laughs> like you truly don't know what happened and what's the truth. Mm -hmm. And they made the Joker such an unreliable narrator too, with the fact that his whole relationship with Sophie, that was her name from the apartment was completely uh. fabricated by him. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. Like, was it, was yeah. it completely? Yeah, because when he broke into her house oh, and she came in, she's like, "Oh, that's right. oh, you have the wrong apartment. That you, all makes you sense live now. down. You live down there with your mom, right? Like she had no idea who he was. I didn't pick up on and that at all. It, I was, I, I thought that maybe she was just scared because he seemed a little off, oh. and I thought maybe she had someone else in the apartment with her and was like, "Oh, yeah, you're reading in a little too much." to the time we spent oh, together. No. Um you need to go. Wow. No. Fuck. Yeah, Holy because shit. Because in the like in the flashbacks when he's on her couch and he's realizing that none of it ever happened, he's thinking back to it and we see the flashbacks and he's like at oh, the newsstand. She's, she's not with him. Yeah, like ah. she, uh he's <laughs> at the newsstand and then she's briefly there, but then she disappears and he turns and he's talking to no one and like you truly see how much Holy he's unraveled. Holy fuck. So yeah, like it it completely establishes that he's an unreliable <laughs> narrator and you don't know how much of this has actually happened. Oh my god. This this movie just gets better and better. I know. I want to watch it again. And I really want to watch it again. Now. That that turn when he's on the 
Murray Franklin show. Murray. Murray. It says here that was his favorite part of this whole thing yeah. was sassing Robert De Niro. Yeah. <laughs> um, the whole time when he was on, like when he was pretending and rehearsing on his couch with his gun, I totally thought that like he was going to kill himself on TV, but then I didn't think he was turning and like, I knew, I knew that was, I knew I, I knew he was going to shoot Murray. I'm like, there's no way he's going to kill himself because, because yeah. the, well, the Joker is a character that we see in the future, right? True. So he's not but dead. I, but I also don't think that, like I said, I also don't think that this specific iteration was the one that also fate goes toe to toe with Batman. Yeah. Because the like timelines off, but then again, <laughs> Timelines. No, like the timeline wasn't off though. Because like, how old was he? How old was? What do you think he was in this movie? Like 30, 35. So when. So if you think back to the original Batman, do you remember? Have you seen the original with, Batman? Yeah, with Caesar Romero. With Jack Nicholson. Oh, that's not Jack the Nicholson and Michael that's Keaton. Well, okay, the Michael. Ja- <laughs> Mike, I almost said Michael Jackson. The Michael Keaton, yeah. Jack Nicholson Batman. Yeah. Where they the parents get shot in the yeah in the alley. Jack Nicholson looks like he's in his mid thirties. True. When he's like, you ever dance with the devil? He looks like he's in his mid-30s. So <laughs> the age works. Yeah. To me, it totally works. True. And I thought it was going to be him that killed Wayne in this one because yeah. he's pissed off because that he, that he, he, yeah. was, he was lied to. Nope, just a rioter. Hmm. Yeah, that was that was weird. Yeah. And then I but really it liked... it's a standalone film, so I can't really complain too much. Yeah. And um, I really liked how like they modeled the Joker's paint clown makeup after John Wayne Gacy. And hmm. they and the comedy club that he performed at was called Pogos. Pogos yeah. And uh John Wayne Gacy's clown name <laughs> was Pogo the Clown. Oh. Yeah. Fun right. fact. He Fuck, you <laughs> did your research on I this. I did. I do this for movies that just fully capture me. As I look down, I see, yep, similar to John Wayne Gacy right there. <laughs> um I just with movies like this, I become so obsessed. Like I need to know everything I see that <laughs> they did say uh he yeah, i read that his the hardest most, dif- most difficult thing for him in this movie was getting the laugh yeah and he was down. like and that laugh was fucking creepy oh and i love how the laugh was like everything in this movie was so realistic not not in like terms of um action sequences and that type of thing but like the actions and depictions of characters. Like in this one, the Joker didn't fall into a vat of chemicals at Ace no. <laughs> Ace um, Chemical and turn white and green. Like he was just a normal looking guy. Just and paint his face. Yeah, and performed as a clown. Like that's where he got the clown persona. Like he worked as a clown in the city for advertising and... um. The musical choices were fantastic. The soundtrack oh, was great. I loved so how fitting good. how fitting that's life was. Yeah, for the entire story, mm-hmm. for the entire movie. Because like some people get their kicks stomping on a dream, and that was the payback Robert De Niro got because that's exactly what he did, and that's what yep. he said to him too. You're gonna bring me on here mm-hmm. to make fun of me. Yeah, and that's a dick that fucking broke move. My heart. Oh my god. I just I love how he just snapped in that scene though. It yeah. was so good. Like this, doing a playing a role like this is gonna take a fucking mental toll on a person. Oh, absolutely! Especially with the weight loss too. Like Bravo, I I hope he better get nominated for right? an Oscar. Heath and Ledger won an Oscar for his portrayal, so Joaquin definitely should. Because this is up there with like I I can't really think of. I haven't seen a ton of movies in the theaters this year. It's one, once upon once upon a time in Mexico, but I don't think there's any award winning mm. performances there. It was good. 
but, but it's yeah, not, this not is, Joaquin Phoenix good. This is one of the best pieces of cinema I think I've seen in a long time, yeah. if not ever. Bravo, Todd Phillips. Like, like especially being, <laughs> I, I, I heard that comedy. and I was like, whoa, the Hangover director is yeah. doing this? Really? Yeah. So that just goes, he's a very versatile director. Mm-hmm. He's <laughs> not just put into a box of, you do comedy, that's it. Yeah. Well, it's pretty sweet because, like, I'm sure a lot of directors out there, like, once they do one thing, they're like, I want to try something different. Yeah. I want to try directing something totally different. Like, there are, there are directors who, like, find their niche and stick with it, like James Wan. He did Old School, he, Due Date. Oh, damn. Hangover Part 2. What else does he do? 18 credits to his name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, War Dogs. Oh. Huh. That was pretty good. Yeah. School for Scoundrels. Starsky and Hutch, 2004. <laughs> 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 that was a great movie. Yeah, like there, there are directors like James Wan who find their niche like horror and they just go and they do well at it. And then there are, are directors who are like, okay, I've done this. I, I was good at it. Let's do this and see if I'm good at it too. Yeah. And this was a big payoff for him. Like so many people are talking about how this is going to be Oscar bait and I hope oh, so. Oh, it fucking has to be. Yeah. It has to be. Yeah. <sighs> No, I, we, we could just rave about this forever. Honestly, we could. I would give this a f- fucking t- like it's ten. A, it's out a of 10, ten out of ten for me. It I want to see it again. So I would good. go. I would go pay money to see it yep. in the theater again. Yep. I, I probably will. And I'm gonna buy it. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll I'll like pay for it. I won't just download it. This, I'll buy it. This is the type of movie that apparently it got an eight minute standing ovation. At, really? Yeah. It's, um, and. This is the type of movie that should be in like film school for character studies. Yeah. And how to how to write characters, well, how to Honestly, I've direct. gone I've gone to acting school. And oh, I've yeah. always wanted to be an actor. And watching this performance, I just went, Holy fucking shit. That's that right there is the pinnacle of what an actor, you know, should should be striving for. Yeah. A performance like that. I'm just thinking like, oh my God, that's <sighs> And what's interesting is apparently Joaquin Phoenix was offered the lead role in Doctor Strange, and he also mm-hmm. was offered um, to take up the role of the Hulk before Mark Ruffalo took it over from Edward Norton or Eric Bana, whoever oh. did it most recently. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo just does it too well. I know. That's a good casting choice. Um, but uh, Joaquin Phoenix passed on both of them because he was like, I don't want to be a part of a huge franchise. The Marvel universe. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to be a part of any huge franchise. I want to do single standalone movies. And he's very like particular when he picks his like scripts and stuff. Well, he, cause he's, he's played, so he's done some amazing movies. Yeah. Um, you ever watch him in that, uh, Casey Affleck documentary? No. Oh, you haven't? <gasps> no. Oh my God. It's called, I'm still here. He <laughs> basically pulled the wool over everyone's eyes. And pretended he wanted to be a rapper. He got oh, everyone yeah! to believe it. Everyone to believe it. Even I like remember that. he was on David Letterman once, and Letterman was like, "Fuck you! You are you're an embarrassment on this show right now." Like, like he was he was happy to send him off the show afterwards because he just made a fool of himself. He had everybody fooled. It was a gr- it's a great film. It's really cool. <gasps> oh my God, it's, I... it's different. Whoa! <laughs> oh my! I'm sorry for the coughing. Folks. That's okay. On behalf Ugh. of all the uh, listeners, that's okay. It better I'm be thinking, okay. I'm going to sleep in tomorrow morning. Hell I don't have yeah. to work, which is nice. I didn't sleep with this cold. <gasps> but yeah, seriously, go see this movie. Go see Joker. It it's... is it is phenomenal. I even, you know how good it is? 
I mm. sat in regular seats tonight. Whoa. Yeah. I sat you in didn't a regular sit in your recliners. I didn't go to the recliner seats because they weren't available. Oh, I sat in a regular seat, elbow to elbow with other people, and it was worth it. It was it's okay. So good. <laughs> I just oh. made sure I sat up straight the whole time. Yeah. My knees are feeling okay. That's, That's good. that Thai massage, I tell you. I'm so excited. So does it. Gotta get it done. Okay. All right. Let's call it there. Okay. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. This is Real Garbage. 